And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hensbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog with the Big Hulk. What's up, everybody? Uh, it's been a low-key week, but I'm excited to be back in the lab with my guy Sleep Dog for another great pod. Guys, we got breaking news. Race right into the pod. Won't be breaking. Like, I mean, happened 15 minutes ago, and everybody already knows about it. By the time you hear this shit, we'll be on to something else. But Drake May just said he's leaving, guys. He confirmed the obvious, but uh, he will not be playing in the Mayo Bowl. Good on him, said it last pod. Uh, he's going to declare for the NFL draft. So we got Max Johnson, a guy coming in from, from A&M. Looks like he's going to be the guy officially. I don't think this was a big surprise. Uh, Tez Walker also declared uh, earlier in the week. And so, uh, yeah, that's it for uh, for the Drake May era and um, what might have been at UNC. But uh, big, <laughs> big shout out to that dude from where I sit, man. What a fun time to be a, a Tar Heel and a Tar Heel fan while that guy was QB. So I don't know what you think about it, Big Hawk, but that's some big news for Tar Heels. I think we might have been holding out a little bit of hope, like maybe, maybe, but yeah, not going to happen. No, nah, it was uh... – Extreme long shot. No, I, you know, I like all the maze. Uh, I wish nothing but the best. And I know you do too for Drake. He's uh, got a bright future. Obviously, when you're, you know, you have his draft stock and his potential and what the experts are projecting him to go at in the NFL draft, you understand his decision and you understand why some of these guys are sitting out of these bowl games. Whether you agree with it or not, uh, they have a chance to change the course of their life with some of the you know opportunities and the money they can make at the next level uh so nothing but the best of drake it was fun watching him he was an extremely good talent and uh hopefully we watching him uh, play on sundays a lot for many years to come here's my question to you if you're the carolina panthers who are one in ten thousand right now i don't know if they have the first pick if they lose out because something's going on in Chicago, they got a bunch of picks, but I think they have number one pick. They just drafted Bryce Young last year. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I mean, you know, there's some arguing about other guys in front of Drake. Fine. Like, okay. But if you're Carolina, you got a chance to put a Carolina dude, QB. Um, do you, here's my, I won't, I won't ask if you draft Drake May given the fact that there are probably perfectly arguable uh, decisions uh, at quarterback to be made besides him. But do you consider it? And how much do you consider it? Given the fact you just invested in a franchise QB, you're one in, I think they're one in 12 or something right now. The whole team seems like they suck. I don't really pay much attention to the Panthers. I'm not a Panthers fan, but damn if I might be, if, uh, if they put Drake may under center, do you think if you're, if you're the Panthers, you got a number one pick, you think about it. And how much? Absolutely. Um, I think you got to weigh all that in. Uh, obviously, Bryce Young has not lived up to what everybody thought he would be. And even when I watch him play, the guy is so little. And I just don't understand. Like, there's a difference between, like, Tua is little, but also Tua is very athletic and kind of thick. And, you know, Bryce Young is teensy all the way around. Doesn't look like he's ever really lifted. But... <laughs> You know, I think you've got to look at all these guys and have them in and work, you know, have a workout and kind of really examine them. But for me, the real question 
I would say is if the Panthers decide to make Drake the number one pick, does Drake want to go to the Panthers? Their organization has just been – they're confused. They don't know what, what the direction they're going. Uh, this would be, you know, it's – you know, spending multiple first, you know, number one picks on QBs, you know, that's not really a good environment for, you know, a new young rookie. Now, I don't, I don't know what the best situation. I, I know that the Titans took Will Levis uh, early last year, and he's a young QB. But you know, I have to look around. I, I'm not really sure where people are projecting Drake, but I, I do not think that the Panthers would be a good situation. Uh, for a young QB to go into, it just almost seems like, you know, they're they're so lost that, you know, they need a a pick, like a a surefire pick, mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes with the QBs, you're not really going to get that. I think they, I don't know what they need, but you know, it is not a good situation for the Panthers, and I'm not sure that Drake would even want to entertain that. Yeah, I mean. There's, it gets interesting when you start thinking about where he could land. I mean, who, who the jets would be cool. You know, I think you said this a long time ago, right? Like mm-hmm. get in there behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, there's a, there's a few legitimate landing places that could be uh, really interesting for him. You got to think he seems to me like a guy that Belichick is going to scheme to get all over. I mean, there's a dumpster fire going on up in New England at quarterback. So, you know, obviously Washington looks pretty invested in Sam Howell. Um, you know, you got you got a handful of guys that are already is pretty locked up. I'd say probably half the league is is locked in at, at quarterback. Um and, you know, it's it's tough. That's the other thing is like the teams that aren't locked in, you've got you know, some really good, like young talent. You got CJ Stroud. I mean, he's locked in in Texas. You've got Anthony Richardson's probably going to be locked in in Indy. Um, you know, maybe you look at a team like Detroit that's got Jared Goff, but like, I mean, do they go after somebody and, and, and hope, you know, a couple years from now? And then you got to ask the question you got, what's his face in Washington? You got, you got Caleb Williams. You got all these other guys that are these huge QB prospects to contend with. So it is going to be an interesting QB year right because there's not a lot of there's not a ton of teams i don't think that are that are quite looking for quarterback as many as there usually are at least and then on top of that there's quite a few really good ones go around so um then you got to figure out who's got the picks and where well here you go sleep when i think about potential landing spots i think denver might be a good situation uh sean payton uh in what he did with um you know uh the the quarterback in New Orleans, oh my God, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but Drew Brees, yeah, I mean, um, you know that that could be a good situation. Seattle, um, you know, Pete Carroll and their QB situation doesn't look like that's too strong. Uh, and then also the Rams, you know, that would mm-hmm. be a good environment. The Rams, you know, uh, Stafford, you know, they've been they've entertained some different ideas, um, and. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned the Patriots, but also the Giants. You know, they they haven't been, even though what's his yep. face, their quarterback is kind of hurt. They've been a lot of, I think, is Matt Jones, and I think he's mm-hmm. taking a lot of heat. Daniel Jones, um, yeah, yeah, Daniel Jones. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it is interesting. It's a weird time, but also you have seen these young quarterbacks go number one and all these top picks that 
that really haven't lived up to their potential. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I'm just curious and always fascinated to see how long this trend of just, you know, these scratch off lottery tickets, it seems mm-hmm. like what they're trying to do, because I know about that, uh, you know, trying to win, you know, these, you know, these young QBs and taking them so early instead of surefire, you know, the, the offensive and defensive line. Yep. Seems like, you know, a player that could last, you know, up to 15 years and be very valuable to the team. Yeah. So you got, you got, uh, the Giants is, yeah, I'm just, I'm on here on, uh, online looking at a few things, mock drafts. They got Drake May second to the Giants as a potential pick. Uh, they need a QB. Patriots need a QB. They're later in the draft. Uh, Vikings could potentially uh, go after a QB. Let's see here. They had Raiders, uh, but they're later. They're middle middle of the pack um, uh, in the first round. They had – there was one other that made a lot of sense here. Uh, the Bears, I think, which, again, the Bears, you know, the verdict's still out. They got, they got the number one pick, and consensus seems to be there that they would go after uh, – Caleb Williams, the Falcons is another really interesting one because you got Arthur oh, Smith, yeah. who's a who's a who's a Carolina product head coach there. Uh, what's his face that they've got? Um, not Ritter, yeah, Desmond Ritter hadn't really worked out that great, so uh, he's sort of just very vanilla. I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see when it comes around, but you know, like you said, I mean, him him going to the NFL draft was pretty much a foregone conclusion. I think a lot of us felt like, hey, man, maybe. Maybe because we had such a shitty into the season, he'd be compelled. But dude, quarterbacks are a different breed, man. In the NFL and in a college, um, you know, I almost think it doesn't even really matter how well you play or how well the team finishes. I should say he's got he just checks all the boxes, man. And I think he's going to be um, he's going to be a stud in the NFL. I can't wait to watch him play on Sunday. So, congrats to him. Congrats to, to Tez, and, and I'm sure there's going to be some other folks declaring look man i i mean bones about it man i wouldn't play in the mayo bowl my i wouldn't play like literally give me a chance i ain't got you know i ain't even got the nfl calling believe it or not but i ain't playing either so i damn sure ain't gonna get any pushback from me on that but mm-hmm. um yeah anyway that was uh came out right before we uh we hopped on here so um we'll segue now to to, to basketball uh, brighter days ahead. So at least hopefully our next game coming up at Rupp playing Kentucky. Uh, break this down for us, Big Hawk. That game is Saturday coming off the loss at UConn. This is really kind of the gamut um, here in December playing a really tough schedule. And uh, like we talked about last pod, we look pretty well in the loss. I will say the, the poll came out earlier. Connecticut stayed at five. We stayed at nine. And you know what? I kind of look at that. I'm like, all right, that makes sense. So, um, you know, I think we, we, we we're getting a little bit of respect in that regard, uh, passing the eye test and all that sort of stuff, lost to a good team. But uh, what do you see coming up with Kentucky? Yeah, we broke it down. UConn's a good team. Uh, you know, I wasn't expecting too much movement. Uh, but I will say that this Kentucky team is a very young team. And, you know, last year with their downfalls, you know, Big Blue Nation talked about we've got one of the best recruiting classes coming in next year. And they just got one of their big men who was a major recruit. Uh, he's a freshman. His name is Aaron Bradshaw, seven foot big. He just played his first game. He looked very good um, against Penn. They beat Penn in Philly. 
Um, and, uh, you know, they, they've been up and down, but I'm looking forward to this matchup between Mondo and Bradshaw, uh, you know, battle of bigs down low. And then also Kentucky has this player, Reed Shepard, who's been playing very well, young kid, freshman, uh, coming in. He's been, you know, bouncing around in the lineup, getting a lot of minutes off the bench. He has been one of their most consistent players, and he's had some electric nights. He lit up Miami in the second half. Uh, I can't remember. He went for like 28 or 30, but he had a great game against Miami. They absolutely blew Miami Miami out of the water. They beat him 95 to 73 in Rupp. But also the next game after that, they lost to UNCW in mm-hmm. Rupp, 80 to 73. So that shows you what a young team and how volatile they can be. You know, one minute they're blowing out one of the best teams in the country, Miami. It's a very good team. And then they're losing to UNCW in their home marina, which Rupp is one of the toughest places to play in college basketball. So I expect the environment on Saturday to be absolutely electric. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to the matchup between Mondo and Bradshaw, but also RJ and Reed Shepard. I think those guys are going to be uh, the best matchups. Uh, the reason I say that is because Reed Shepard can light it up. He can get hot. But also RJ. RJ's been averaging 21. We haven't had a guy do that in a while. And, you know, he can be electric too. So I'm looking forward to this game. But also when you look at Kentucky, you have to look at – um, Antonio Reeves was their best player last year. He's back. He's a consistent scorer. We've got to find a way. Listen, I've said this. Our Achilles heel this year is going to be, do we guard? If we show up and guard and play defense, we are going to win. And I think that's, you know, with who we've added, uh, Harrison Ingram and how he's scoring and playing for us, that has been one of the biggest surprises. That guy has been a great addition. We can move him around and play multiple positions. But also, RJ has uh, shown that he can be an electric, consistent scorer. And he's done that this far so season, this far uh, to the season. And Mondo is just getting rebounds and putting up double-doubles. So if we show up and guard and play defense, we are going to win this game. And it's going to be like that throughout the rest of the year uh, because we have guys that can score and do different things. And uh, I've liked what I've seen so far from the Hills. I like the pace of play and how we're playing. Seems like we're playing tough and, you know, four together. So it's going to be an exciting game. I think this is going to be a great one, Sleep. Yeah, Hills come out favored just a touch. I might have uh, um, I misspoke earlier. This game is not played at Rub. This is in Atlanta, the CBS Sports Classic at State Farm Arena, 530. So maybe I was too much uh, – Sipping on a little tequila tonight and uh, misspoke there. Well, so that's sweet. good news. We don't have to play a Rupp. Um, well, that's a problem tough for place me to play. because I got my dad tickets thinking it was at Rupp, so I'm going to call him. <laughs> hey, man, Atlanta. Dude, uh, hop on a, hop on Hi, a, Atlanta. what is it called, uh, Trivago and uh, snag you a plane ticket there. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I, yeah, I think you're – you're right. This is another one, man. We've been talking about it. You know, we'll see a lot about the team, a lot about, you know, the staying power and all that sort of stuff. You know, going in, we're a favorite. Uh, we're starting to, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the year, how we were sort of flying under the radar. We played well. Now we're sort of starting to get, you know, um, quite frankly, I feel like this really is who we are. I think we're a good team um, based on what I've seen so far. Um, you know, Kentucky scored 90 points a game. I mean, they played some chumps. 
They played old uh, Austin P or somebody who they played last. <laughs> it scored about two thousand points they against played them. Penn. Uh, Marshall and Penn. Oh yeah, I was looking at the Marshall game earlier. They plopped in one eighteen on them. So uh, that'll 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 pump your average just a little bit. But they're they're in the eighties and nineties every night. So uh, defense got the work cut out for them. Got to protect the ball. Um, you know, got to shoot it well. We shoot a lot from the outside, and and, and I think as this team goes. Yeah, we're shooting a lot more from the perimeter. We're getting a lot more transition baskets, which help ease the ease the burden of the perimeter. But you know, if we're shooting well from outside, we're going to do well. And if we're not, it's going to get a little dicey. You know, so mm-hmm. um, we'll see. Uh, neutral court, right around Christmas time. You know, these are these are such toss ups to me in college. I think it'll be, you know, it'll be a big game. Uh, you know, and and probably live up to its billing, but one I'm definitely looking forward to and. The Heels have definitely had plenty of time to get ready for it. You know, last game was was against UConn on the fifth, so they'll have about almost two weeks before um, between yeah. games. So we'll see how. I, I anticipate they're going to come out early. You know, shots won't be falling. You got to shake off a little bit of rust. So, in my opinion, which is worthless um, in terms of basketball analysis, you know, I feel like they got to get to the bucket. Right. If you if you've had that much time off, right, I really feel like the focus is the first four minutes of the game gotta be getting out, driving the lane, getting the free throw line, getting easy layups to get in a rhythm. Because anytime you take that much time off and you try to go out there, there's no replicating a game situation. Go out there and try to, you know, just shoot from the outside. Like you're gonna take a little time to get to get your bearings straight. So so that's what I'll be looking for from them. And um you know, this is one that would feel really good to win, man. It would feel good to go out and neutral site, good team, SEC team, and and really kind of put your stake in the ground for in terms of the rest of the season and and, and where you really are if you're, you know, contender or pretender because there's been some good teams out there. Kansas looks great. Purdue's lost a couple games, I think, but they look great. Arizona looks really good. You know, obviously UConn looks great. So, you know, there are, I would say, that we look good. But right this second, you know, I I don't think we are maybe in that class yet, and that's not a knock. I just I just feel like you know I haven't seen enough. You know, you gotta you gotta win this game. You win this game, and 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 in my opinion, that sort of 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 changes things. Of course, Carolina can go and run. Of course, they can win and beat anybody. I mean, they're Carolina, right? But I think right this second, you know, they still have a little bit to prove. I guess is 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 what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, and when I look at the across the college basketball landscape, I think that you know you have three teams right now that are playing on a different level than most teams. I think that's Arizona, Purdue, and, and uh, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas is playing very well. Uh, they're the team that beat uh, they beat UConn. Um, mm-hmm. That's where UConn got their one loss. And I would actually throw UConn in that category. I think mm-hmm. UConn is uh, can play with anybody, and I think they are a contender. Uh, but Purdue is dominating with Zach Eady and also their guards last year, majority of them were freshmen who they're relying on, have really improved and uh, seems to be, you know, like they're, uh, they're helping share some of that weight and they're not having a lot of the issues that they had early on or late last year, especially in the season for Purdue. But Arizona's also playing very well. Caleb's playing well. Uh, mm-hmm. They're undefeated right now. A lot of people have them as the best team in the country. So those three teams right now, uh, to me, are the three best. But I, I would put, 
you know, Carolina in that second tier. I think Carolina can develop, especially if we have somebody that kind of comes along and off the bench and gives us an extra, uh, you know, spark. I think we've got to be able to find some depth somehow and be able to use some of the guys on the bench to ease the pressure on the starters. So that's going to be something that I, I hope evolves and develops especially over these next few weeks because it's such an important time to get the bench involved because it's really tough to do that late or in the middle of the year and expect guys to come in off the bench who really haven't had consistent minutes Mm -hmm. or a lot of playing time and expect them to really play a big role or have a positive impact on the game uh, because they've been you know, so out of rhythm and you talked about it's hard to get game reps. So it's important to uh, use a lot of that bench sometimes. But, hey, I think this team right now, I think they've taken uh, a big leap from what they were last Mm -hmm. year. They're playing hard. They're playing with body, you know, great body language. They're running. Uh, The one thing is, you know, if, if we're trying to be, you know, perfect here. We can play with anybody if we play defense. Mm-hmm. I think we've had a lot of teams come in, put up some big numbers, and we've had guys, you know, you look at Tennessee and connect. I think he had 36 on us. Mm-hmm. And then the guy from Villanova who had 30-something on us. Mm-hmm. And then the kid for UConn, uh, I can't think of his name, but he gave us like 26 or something. He wasn't yep. even one of their core guys. So we've got to be able to lock down and guard people and not let people have career nights for us to really be the team that we want. And I think this team's capable of that. And I like the direction that they're, they're headed. So, uh, you know, obviously you got to come out and win these big games. And I think they can do that. Damn, somebody's uh, on my damn ESPN. I've had it sitting on my screen for about an hour. Then all of a sudden <laughs> broadcasting a game on there. Yeah. So to get, anyway, to your point, You know, the difference, I think, in Carolina that I see now and Carolina that I saw last year is that Carolina is playing hungry. And I think that's a big Mm -hmm. thing, you know. And I'll tell you who else is playing hungry, Big Hawk. (laughs) A lot of noise being made about it. The old Zion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they are just smoking this guy on the Internet. Um, You know, so a good segue into the in-season tournament. And it's really kind of in a weird way. It's kind of sad that that the real storyline is not that, uh, is only partially that LeBron wins it and the Lakers win it and and all these other things, and it's that that, that Zion had an opportunity to really you know show up and and on a big stage for the first time because that's what this this was in season tournament created for people right I mean look at what look mm-hmm. at the storyline behind Halliburton right and 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 yeah. I mean dude the Lakers just smoked them but I mean people know who Tyrese Halliburton is now right and so oh, yeah. uh, and then Stephen A Smith who Love him or hate him, dude. I mean, it, he's a weird dude for me. I mean, some days I just I just love that guy. My buddy Brian absolutely loves Stephen A. Um, Brian, that was in my wedding, Brian. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, he just went in on 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 Zion and basically was saying right that that that, that, that sources or whatever around the league are talking about how he's just eating himself out of the league. And it really mm-hmm. is unfortunate. We were talking about it before, you know, we came on. Look, here's the deal. Zion went to Duke, and, and and basically that means I don't like him. But there's this weird threshold that you can cross through when 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 a player goes to the NBA where like 
they're not as Duke as they were before, right? And Zion never really was. Kyrie's that kind of guy. I don't like Kyrie for a number of reasons. But like J.J. Redick, I like J.J. Redick. There's several players in the – in the. Uh, there's a couple of players that went to Duke that are in the NBA that will never set foot on my fantasy team. I don't care if Grayson Allen wins MVP. I'll never put Grayson Allen on my fantasy team, which he won't, so I ain't got to worry about it, right? But there's some of those guys. But like Zion is – I don't have anything against Zion. Like if Zion were to become what Zion should become, I, you know, that'd be fun to watch. I don't know that's necessarily I could really get over the hump and like, you know, root for him in the same way I root for LeBron. But uh, yeah, it's a bummer to see him kind of do what he's doing, or at least the that that that's the narrative, right? I mean, yeah. um, he's it's in a weird way, man, like. I think people feel like because he's Zion or because he's this or that or should be a star or whatnot that like struggling with your weight is probably like he should be immune to that, which I don't think is right. Um, That shit. I mean, hell, dude, I wish I was about 20 pounds lighter, just like I bet Zion does, you know? So um, there's that element to it. But I think the common thought process is, is, I mean, I'd like to think. That if somebody was paying me $100 million, you know, I'd probably lay yeah. off the damn ho-hos. Yeah. And, you know, Stephen A. was talking. First of all, I like Stephen A. There's nobody that can get more people riled up and, you know, <laughs> screaming at your TV than him. He's great. God. But you always got to turn the thing- TV down when he's on there, though. <laughs> like, you can't oh, just yeah. listen he, to that shit. <laughs> he went in on Zion today. And uh, honestly... I understand his frustration. The reason I do is because this guy has paid a hundred and something million dollars. Okay. He's had weight issues. He's had injury issues and it just seems like he's gotten bigger. And you know, the thing is he was talking about that. Every chef in new Orleans is looking (laughs) to find Zion because he will eat the table. And he said when he was watching Zion, he said his belly was jiggling. <laughs> which is, I got it, guys. Is, he's man, talking about this. I'm gonna find the. I'm gonna find the quote because it is just destroyed him. But good grief. you know, as you know, as an athlete, and I played with people who have had weight issues, and you know the how tough it is. You know, some people can actually look at food and just gain weight, and other people, you know, you see them in the in the locker room downing pizzas before games. And they can't gain weight. You're just Mm -hmm. like, dude, how? Okay. Well, Zion, he's got to find a way to lose some weight. And Mm -hmm. I I don't think that, uh, you know, anybody, this is a secret, but he hasn't been healthy enough to stay on the court long enough. And with his body and how explosive he is, he's got to take, you know, extra care of his body, whether that's eating right or, you know, finding, you know, the proper trainer or nutritionist. You're getting paid too much money and you're too good of an athlete to have, you know, a career ending injury or never live up to your potential because you couldn't control your eating. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if he's eating right and he's not losing weight, but he's not doing something right to get his body in shape to play consistently and prevent himself from getting injuries. And Mm -hmm. he needs to find, he needs to figure that out because a lot of athletes have, 
And this isn't something that, you know, a lot of people haven't dealt with. There's a formula for you out there. You got to figure that out. You're getting paid too much money and you have too much expectations and you're supposed to be one of the parental or one of the main Mm all-stars in the NBA. And, you know, in somewhat, you know, one of these guys where these marquee players where we have these matchups, this guy's, you know, he needs to lose weight to really live up his potential. It's it's clear as day. Sleep. Yeah, and I mean, you got all the resources. That's the biggest thing, right? Like, there's no oh, it's eating right is expensive. I think that's what the common or it takes. You know, it's inconvenient. I mean, that's what I tell myself all the time is that I just don't feel like cooking. I'd rather eat Chipotle, right? I mean, dude, mm-hmm. you got a chef, and 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 I found, <laughs> damn, dude, I found the quote. This is from Stephen A. And this is what's like basically number one trend on Twitter right now. Is quote, I'm not exaggerating. I'm quoting people. You got chefs in New Orleans who love him. They're looking for him. Every chef there wants to meet him. The word out on Zion Williamson is that he will eat the table. I mean, like, <laughs> damn. Holy shit. So, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I wish God, I wish we could like legally play that clip because I could only imagine that coming out of Stephen A's mouth. But yeah, in, in Zion, and that's... um you know, kind of where you're at with this. Like if he's struggling, you know, I, I really think that there's, there are people that, that struggle with, with food. And I don't think that should be like, you know, minimized. I think it's easy for people to come in there and be like, dude, he makes too much money. This shit's easy, right? He should, it should be easy for him. All right, fine, whatever. Um, but he definitely, it is a, those same people that struggle with that, you know, maybe they have an issue and the doctor tells them like, do you got to get it together? You don't get it together. And like, you're going to be a diabetic or you're going to be this, or you're going to be that right. They, it, it, I didn't make the world this way. Like you just, you, you there's all kinds of shit that you're going to struggle with. And this is one thing that I think can be controlled. And I hope Zion gets it together. Cause I mean, I think he's a generational, he's got so many tools that you just can't replicate, man. Like mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if he went to Duke or what? Like, I mean, you watch this kind of fast break, man. This is a highlight reel. So, um, yeah, NBA would be better. The sport would be better. It'd be more fun to watch. I mean, the Pelicans are putting together a great season. And his, if you look at his stat line, it's it's solid. But damn, it could be a lot better. I mean, he should be he should be pushing for the MVP at this stage, like now. Right. I mean, yeah. he should be I'm not saying he should be an MVP, but he should be in top five with his yeah. sort of body type stuff. Maybe top ten. All right. Five. Five's aggressive. Well, the other thing is, you know, you look at the pieces on New Orleans mm-hmm. and they have quality players. They have, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at it, Brendan Ingram, he's a very good player. They they almost have the pieces to be a contender and they need Zion to really pick it up because, you know, it, they do have pieces, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to pull up their roster right here, just to give you an idea. Oh, dude, they got Herb Jones. They got they got Trey Murphy. They got um they got uh, Ingram. They got Valanciunas. They have Valanciunas. Dude, Valanciunas they got all these great the best guys. Bigs. Yeah, and you know they also have who's a kid that played um, for uh, Portland forever. Oh, C.J. McCollum, man. They got McCollum. Yeah, C.J. McCollum, and they, they said they, they brought trained- him in to like help with shit like this like leadership yeah and uh and they said he won't listen they said he won't listen to any of them that's the knock yeah yeah well um you know and 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 i'm trying to think i mean they have a very solid 
roster. Um, and, you know, it would be a bummer. I mean, Zion's making $34 million this year. So, buddy, you gotta. He's he's gonna eat. Got yeah. eat. <laughs> he's eating. All you right. eat, you eat, yeah, you can own a rest like <laughs> close you know, a restaurant. Zion's you know who coming. else is making a lot of money is Shohei Otani. These are these great. These are great segues we got going on here tonight. Um, ain't got much shit, real shit to talk about. But dude, Shohei Otani making. He just signed a contract. And this is a basically an anti baseball podcast, so you know how big this shit is. If we're talking about baseball, mm-hmm. ten years, seven hundred million dollars. The joke going around is that the IRS just signed a ten year, three hundred fifty million dollar deal. But dude, ten years, seven hundred million dollars. That is more money than LeBron James, Michael Jordan combined made in their entire career. Insane. L.A. Dodgers sleep. How does baseball have all this money? No who salary cap. Base- okay. All right. Well, who watches it? Believe it or not. I mean, baseball's got I don't 100- know one person that watches baseball. 162 games. Okay. Yep. Think about revenue, TV revenue, uh, you know, uh, ticket sales. Cons- uh, cons- I-, I bet ticket sales are nothing relative to, to where else they're making their money. But you know, baseball's a long season. Baseball's a historical game, right? I mean, there's baseball is the game that like nerds watch, you know? So like you might have a guy that doesn't I mean, there's there's a lot of people baseball people are baseball people. There are a lot more people, I would imagine, that watch baseball and nothing else than that watch like football and nothing else, basketball and nothing. Like baseball people are baseball people. Well, there's no time to watch anything else because a damn baseball game is like eight hours. Buddy, there's a, mean, somewhere there's a baseball game going on right now, and it's still going on. <laughs> like baseball, I think, is is about like the sun. That shit never ends. It's always oh, there somewhere. Man. Dude, I mm-hmm. played baseball up until junior college, and I used to know, I could tell you, I can Rafael Belliard's on base percentage when I was, you know, in my mm-hmm. teens and 20s. Tw- Dude, I haven't watched a full on baseball. I'm a Mets fan. I can't tell you. Five guys on the meds, no clue. You know, it's just it, the game, just, you know, the World Series this year. Like, I can't even tell you anymore. I've forgotten who was in the World Series. It was Philly and what? I forgot. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I just don't care anymore, man. Arizona, right? Maybe. Yeah. That's who it was. Hell, I don't know. That's who all I, I know is that they had a baseball card. And if somebody stole a base, somebody got tacos for the rest of their life or something like that. Um, Taco Bell has has managed to make baseball a big deal. You steal a base in the World Series, somebody gets a bunch of free tacos. Taco um, Hell. Yeah, I mean, dude, Taco Bell's ain't hell till later, man. It's heaven, heaven while you're yeah, inhaling it. it. But, I give you uh, that. It's really good. Dude, $700 million. That's a lot of money. And here's the big thing. I don't want to dwell on this. Um, but the thing about it is Dodgers signed. Dodgers needed pitching. And this is all contingent upon Shohei Otani pitching next year. I mean, he had a UCL injury, which is elbow injury. And if he, I mean, I listen, here's the deal. One thing, like I do know, I am educated about baseball. And while it's very, and, and people love, I mean, they're America and whoever, like recency bias is a big thing. And here's the thing. Here's the reason this this contract makes a lot of sense too, is, is, is Japan Baseball is a big international game. He's a global star. 
So they're going to bring in tons of revenue from outside the U.S. Um, he is in 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 the sample that we've seen. I'm going to say it right now, based on again, this is assuming you can do this over a longer period of time. If what we have seen from him is what we will see from him, he's the best baseball player ever lived. Period. He can do what no one else could do. You people talk about Babe Ruth pitched and hit. Babe Ruth, dude, buddy, me and you could strike out Babe Ruth at this. You know, I mean, you go back, just look at pictures of Babe Ruth. Ain't no way that dude could last a season in today's in the modern game. Um, for this guy to do it in this time period is isn't to be basically the best pitcher and the best hitter at the same time is unreal. How good this mm-hmm. guy is. So. Look, man, 700 million bucks. What's going to happen is somewhere down the line, this is going to look like a terrible contract because dude's going to get some age on him. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to get a return on investment between now and then. How, how long is this contract? 10 years. So he is 29 right now. Mm-hmm. And 39. Is there a lot of 40-year-old baseball players? Not many good ones. Not many good ones. He but won't be as good as he was then. Well, do you think there's a possibility he'll play at 42? He won't. He won't hit and pitch at that age. That's the thing about baseball is if you're a great hitter. I mean, Pujols was Pujols was a big league caliber, above average big league caliber hitter until he was whatever, till he retired. You know, so some of these big power hitting guys, you know, I think people take for granted when a guy gets old, old, and he's just like you know, a 220 hitter and, and hits 16 home runs. And that's all he does in a season, but he, but he plays like 60 games. I mean, dude, situational power in a baseball lineup is a big deal. So even down, but is it worth, <laughs> well, I mean, they said he's deferring all this money until the end of the contract, which is really wild to me. Um, mm-hmm. Why would you, why would you do that financially? I mean, we need somebody well, way smarter than old sleep dog out here to manage this guy's money for him. But you know, if you're paying, because that's what happened with like a Rod and all these guys, right? Those seven hundred, whatever hundred million dollar contracts, they 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 stagger them more. They they defer that more into the future. And you know, you start looking at um, the way money works. Like it it looks crazy to us that a guy's going to make ten million this year, and in fifteen years he's going to be making thirty five. But and then he's getting all that money at the downside of his career and blah, blah, blah. But theoretically, as a business, right, you're putting this asset to work for your business. He's generating all this return such that, you know, the the mechanics of it work down the line. You can dump contracts, right? Like somebody else will take him later. Uh, there's probably a lot of incentives laden in this contract that really just, you know, everybody goes for the $700 million flashing sign, right? There's all kinds of other things probably at play. Um, I don't. I don't know how much incentive. I mean, it's probably guaranteed. Probably a lot of it's guaranteed. I heard it was fully guaranteed. I'm not yeah. sure. No. I mean, he's 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 a superstar, and he's gonna be, and he's gonna make billions of dollars. You know, the, the L.A. Dodgers are worth probably five billion dollars. Be my guess. I'm just r- pulling out a number out of a hat. If you don't think they'll be worth seven, eight, nine, ten in ten years, then we're all in a world of trouble. Um, yeah. So. The the most staggering part to me is arguably this is this guy is the greatest baseball player to ever play the game and mm-hmm. in his prime 
people still weren't tuning in to watch him. Like crazy. If you take if you take another sport, you know, like I'm a I'm a casual football fan. I like to watch mm-hmm. NFL. And if I had a chance, you know, like Patrick Mahomes, he's somebody that I would mm-hmm. tune in and watch. But if you said the greatest football player to ever play is playing on this team, I would tune in. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing to me that this guy is the greatest ever. And still a lot of people don't even watch him. And yeah. it's just mind blowing to me, you know? Yeah. The LA thing you're right. I mean, I'm not a chiefs fan, but if chiefs are playing the freaking giants on Monday night football, I'm going to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm flipping through Sunday ticket and you know, I can't find a game to watch, I'm going to find one of the great players and I'm going to watch them. Uh, I am not going to watch baseball. Uh, if they're in the world series, maybe I'll watch. Um, but you've got that international audience. I think being in LA is a tough thing for 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 most fans. Um, if he played for the Yankees, I don't think a lot of people would watch. You know, that was the biggest fear for for baseball, you know, purists is that the damn Yankees would just buy him. But and yeah, baseball is just one of those things where individual players are such a weird element to the team mm-hmm. because I mean, dude, you could stack your lineup with whoever the hell you want, and it doesn't mean you're going to win games. I mean, there's a lot, yep. of, a lot of things going to a baseball roster. But also out in L.A., got the Lakers win the first in-season tournament. Got LeBron James wins the MVP. Anthony Davis was 41-21 in the championship game. I mean, they just smoked uh, uh, the Pacers, and they're hanging a banner. This is my favorite out of all that we've talked about that I know no one cares about of the NBA in-season tournament. My favorite thing was – that someone said this is the uh, LeBron James by winning the in season tournament has done something Michael Jordan could never do, and everybody's saying, "Well, of course not." Like, Leave Vegas with five hundred thousand dollars. And <laughs> I saw that the first time, and I, now I've seen it a thousand times. But when I saw that the first time, I just died. I thought it was hilarious. But uh, yeah, I mean, some of them dudes won half a million bucks. Some yeah. well, all of them won half a million bucks. But some of them dudes ain't have a half a million bucks. No, it was a great tournament, and. Uh, you know, I, I was actually surprised that the Pacers beat the Bucks to get to the championship game. I kind of wanted to see Giannis and LeBron go at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, no, I, you know, the Lakers showed out. AD did his thing. And the knock on AD is, you know, do it for the whole year. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, he kind of made a big deal about after he won it. Like, say what? Say now what can you say? No one ever said you weren't good. They just want you to stay healthy so we can see you the whole yeah. year. I mean, obviously, when AD plays, he's really, really good. Uh, he just hasn't been, you know, available when the Lakers need him. But, you know, I, do, do you think the Lakers are a real contender? Do you think they could win the NBA championship? Because I, I still think there's teams developing in the West. When I look at this Phoenix, I think Phoenix yeah. has a great core. I think they're a newer team. I think they're still evolving into what they could be. Uh, I think Golden State is a team that could get hot and make a little bit of a run. Uh, but to me, I don't think that the Lakers are truly uh, a contender this year. And I picked the Warriors to go to the finals. Okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now that I'll see the Lakers in the finals way before. I mean, Golden State's got, I think the, here's, 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 a, here's my hot take. I think the Lakers have a better opportunity to make in the finals. I think that is that is less likely to happen than the Warriors missing the playoffs. I think the Warriors have a legitimate chance of not making the playoffs. That's a side no story. I, I think I it's did. legit. I think they got to go they, to the trade deadline and they got to get somebody. They got to get their shit figured out. I think Steve Kerr 
is too too stuck on their core guys. And I think the rea- and, and rightfully so. Like, I mean, dude, you got guys you want a bunch of championships with, mm-hmm. but I just don't think their chemistry's there. And, and I think there are a number of things wrong with that roster and how it's being utilized. Um, my thing with the Lakers is I think the Lakers are significantly better than I thought they would be. Can mm-hmm. they win a championship? Like they, it just feels like no, but I also feel like they're good enough where they can move some people around and probably bring somebody in, you know, at the trade deadline. And and that whole thing changes. I think, I think, I think they're upper middle of the Western conference and, and do you put LeBron in the playoffs in a healthy AD? Um, I mean, I don't see why they couldn't. But. Yeah, well, here's the thing is, can LeBron stay healthy at this age mm-hmm. uh, into the playoffs? That's the question for me. You know, he, he did have – I mean, he looked unbelievable. God, in the what a monster. Tournament. Yeah, unbelievable. And you got to give him respect. They did their thing and won it. But, you know, I, I think the, the Pacers – Caught a little hot streak, Tyrese mm-hmm. Halliburton. <laughs> Unbelievable performance yep. in the whole in-season tournament. And I think he's been the breakout player this year. Like We knew he was an all-star, but we didn't really know that he could actually be in the lead for the, the league MVP right now at this point. And I would say nobody's playing better than Halliburton. I think he's, to me, I think he is the MVP of the league so far this year. Uh, and uh, do I think that – I don't think the Lakers can get past, past Denver, I'll tell you that, but it'll be interesting. Uh, but to me, also the East is very intriguing because I do think Philly uh, – I think Philly's playing well. I think, you know, the Bucks are playing well. The Pacers have been a surprise. They can get it going. Uh, so the East will be really interesting to me, you know, towards the end of the year in the NBA. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the NBA. The in-season tournament, I think, was a pretty pretty big success. I mean, the games were really good. Uh, I'm sure they'll take a look at it and see what they can can adjust. Hopefully, one of those things is the damn court. Uh, just look, regular courts will do just fine. The biggest thing I saw, and we'll kind of get out of here on this, is that I felt like it was okay that the Lakers were in the championship game because everybody's kind of a Lakers fan. So the, the atmosphere was there, mm-hmm. but what was missing in the other games um, was the atmosphere in the championship game. And I felt like the games delivered, but being in a neutral place in the NBA is sort of like, I'm, I'm not saying that I think you're going to get game seven mm-hmm. atmosphere <laughs> in the NBA in season tournament. But I think if you have teams in their home arenas and logistically that becomes, you know, a challenge to work out, but like, I mean, you played every other game home in a way. So, you know, I think if there were one thing that I would, I would suggest that if they could figure that out, it's like, Hey man, play those, play those knockout round games in the, uh, and the championship game, play those at home, um, yeah, because that, that would really, really uh, make for 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 great basketball. So, mm-hmm. um, guys, Christmas time, damn, we can got about a couple more pods before Christmas. Get your damn Jimmy's boxes, send them to people. And if you don't, you know, if you ain't feeling crab cakes. Well, you should be feeling Sleephawk Worldwide T-shirt. We still got some mm-hmm. lim- limited stock run, man. Go to our website, come on our, our Instagram, DM us, whatever you need to do. Maybe we'll throw a maybe we'll throw a discount code out there, Tyson. People, I mean, what could you think of, Big Hawk? 
Yeah, assuming you don't get the Jimmy's box for Christmas. I mean, is there anything in the world that you would rather receive as a Christmas gift than a Sleephawk Worldwide t-shirt? Absolutely not. They feel I mean, phenomenal. I mean, the best quality shirts out there, and you got our logo on them. Why not? I mean, I wouldn't want a Ferrari over this thing. You know, one of those Absolutely December not. to remember sales event. Yeah, keep that shit. I want a Sleephawk Worldwide t-shirt. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, Toyota Thon, Sleephawk Worldwide Thon. That's what I want. <laughs> you got anything else, Big Hawk? Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe.